Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Colossians 3.2 also says, Set your mind on things above and not on the things of the earth. Let me tell you something. Ask God to increase your discernment, to see things through the lens of Scripture. That's right. To see things, what's going on in the spirit realm. When you think on things above, God will give you spiritual, a spiritual perspective. In other words, when you think on things above and have a spiritual perspective of what's going on in your life, you will not allow yourself to become depressed when you have a spiritual perspective. You will not allow yourself to become bitter when rejected because you see things from God's point of view. You will not allow yourself to become worried or fretful and you won't begin to backslide and regress in your walk with the Lord simply because you have been rejected in this and you tried this and you're rejected and tried that and you've been rejected. Sometimes God uses rejection to get you what he wants you to be. Listen to this. Beloved, you can get a true evaluation of your level of spiritual maturity by how well you handle your rejection. When you go through rejection, your response to it will give you a gauge of your spirituality. You see? In other words, what are you saying? You get rejected. Oh, why me? You, you mad at the world. You cussing and you fussing and you, you whining and you, 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 you disgruntled. You make everybody else miserable around you. You know what? That's because you're spiritually immature. You haven't grown up. You haven't been walking with God. And God is using that rejection to show you the reality of yourself. You see? And then some of you go through rejection. You say, you know what? I don't understand this. It doesn't make sense. But I'm going to keep on hoping. I'm going to keep on trusting. And I'm going to keep on believing. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And I know that my God is in control. So, 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 you, so, so you can get a true evaluation of your level of spiritual maturity by how well you handle rejection. Number seven, refuse to allow Satan to exploit your rejection to establish a foothold in your life. You refuse to allow Satan to exploit your rejection to establish a foothold in your life. Many respond to rejection. You know how they respond? In an ungodly, fleshly way. When rejected, they turn to drugs, When rejected, they turn to alcohol. When rejected, they become very, very angry because their child hurt them deeply. Their husband left them, the wife left them, the job fired them unjustly, laid them off, didn't promote them, whatever. You see, they lose hope 
or even because of rejection, they become suicidal. They say, you know, what's the use? And they, and they kill themselves. And I've never seen so many children even because of rejection and bullies and dating relationship that have gone bad, really when they shouldn't have been dating at all. You need, I keep going back to that. Children, I, I keep going back to children. I don't know why, but God is leading me, that's why. Stay a child as long as you can. Somebody went right with me. Don't be so fast to grow Grow slowly. Don't be so quick to put the lipstick on. Grow up slow. Hang on, because right now you're not paying those bills. You're not paying those taxes. You're not paying for those groceries. You know, you, you don't own a car. You're not putting the gas in the car. You're not, pay, you're, not, you're not paying the taxes and insurance and all that. And then you say, I want a car, but are you, are you responsible? What, what, where's your job? You ought not get a car till you get a job. Where are you going to get the gas from if you don't have a job? Enjoy the ride with your mom and dad. Let them talk to, parents, the best time to talk to your children is when they're locked up in the car in the seat belts. They are incarcerated in that car. Talk about God. Talk about God. They be saying, ooh, I can't wait till I get out here. That's enough God. <laughs> talk about God. Talk about it. Just talk about it. Talk about it. Talk. You got a captive audience. Talk about God. Sing Jesus. That's right. Talk about what happened yesterday. Talk about what you want to see God do with you today in school. Just talk, talk. And, and when, the more you talk to your children, the less suicidal they'll become and they'll, and they'll stop believing the ideologies and philosophies and all of, of the world system because they're holding on to truth. And sometimes, let me tell you, mama, I'm trying to help you, mama, daddy. Sometimes you think they're not listening. They listening. Now, don't look like it, don't act like it. You say, I don't know what's going on this child. Listen, they, they're obtaining more than you think. You keep on talking. If you don't see nothing, keep talking. That's a motivation. When, when you stop praying for your child, you're saying that that child is too hard for God. When you stop praying, you're saying, God, you can't do nothing with this. And that's a bad place to be. You pray till your breakthrough come. These children sometimes will drive you to wit's end. You tried one strategy, you tried two strategies, you tried therapy, you tried psychology, you tried all this stuff. Try Jesus! Try Jesus. John 10, 10 says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Don't you let the devil destroy your children. You hold on to them. You talk to them. He wants to destroy you, the children, the grandchildren, and the great-grandchildren. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Beloved, rejection will not get the best of you as you continue to look to Jesus and live in hope. Believe God. Trust God. 
The children keep rebelling, keep doing the same thing over, seem to be regressing, can't make progress. You keep laying your hand or keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. God will give you revelation. Don't allow yourself to become frustrated. Just stay calm. Stay calm. You, you got to realize you, your children can't live on eternal punishment, especially when it's not working. Sometimes you got to sometimes you got to give them grace when they don't deserve it. Won't you say amen? So that's right. God gave us grace when we don't deserve it. Say, so you know what, boy, I should have whipped you, but I'm not going to whip you. I should have punished you, but I'm not going to punish you. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm kind of tired of whipping you. You know, but, but sometimes you got to whoop them anyway. I know some of y'all don't believe in whooping. Y'all stepped all this, y'all accepted all this psychotherapy. But, but you know, the, the Bible says a whole lot about chastening and the rod in a healthy context. Amen? Amen. And I, I don't think you ought to ever abuse a child. And that's enough of that going on. And, and, and matter of fact, when you discipline a child, never discipline a child in anger. That's when you're set up to really hurt a child. That's right. Don't be careful. And I'm gonna tell you something else too. I said this a long time ago. It's about time for me to say it again. Now, when you're gonna spank a child, spank them on Friday. Some of y'all just caught that. Don't wait till Monday morning and whooping. They got whips all up on the back. And they show the teacher, oh, look at here. And by noon, you in jail. <laughs> you better let it go down. You better give it some two to give a two-day window there, you know. <laughs> you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. You gotta be wise today. Boy, it used to be a long time ago. You your child did something wrong, the school whooped them. The neighborhood whooped them. And when they found out what you did, that's a third whooping at the house. And you didn't go down to you didn't go down to the school jumping on the teacher. That's right. You didn't jump on the na- on the neighbor. These kids, these parents are beat you up because you just try to correct the children, even not even touching them. Now don't, now don't you touch these children now. Don't put your hands on them. Oh no, man, Satan got this thing fixed. Don't you know these kids now got more power in the classroom than the teachers? And you know what? They know it. And they act like it. And that's why they're not learning. That's why they're not learning. They're not learning. You got to give you strength, give you wisdom. Creative discipline. Wisdom from God. Strategies from God. Insight from God. Revelation from God. Tell God as a pastor, Lord, I don't know what's going on with this child. There's a, they're a gift from God. They're a gift from you. And I don't understand them. They wired up crazy, but Lord, help me. You keep talking to God like that, and all of a sudden, God give you a breakthrough. Now, he may not come when you want him to, but he's on time. And just about the time you about to give up, that child turns the corner. And you say, man, I'm so glad I see a glimmer of hope. I see, I see a glimmer of hope. You know, some children don't even get saved till the parent die. Now, that's sad, but that's true. That's true. 
But I wanted to linger on that, dealing with rejection. Uh, number eight, refuse to seek revenge. Refuse to seek revenge when rejected. Romans twelve nineteen says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Beloved, you are never authorized to get even. Some of you say, I'm going to get them back. You, you don't know who you're messing with. I'm going to lay my religion down. If you can lay it down, you don't have much of religion. Matter of fact, you ought not have religion anyway. You ought to have a relationship with Christ. Yes. Beloved, you are never authorized to get even. Refuse to take rejection personally. Uh, take the high road and allow God to fight your battle. Take the high road. Take the high road. Don't go down there and cuss the boss out because uh, you got laid off. Uh, you were treated unfairly. You know, people, people now when rejected, they go down and shoot up the whole place. You see this all the time in the workplace. Take the high road. Don't, don't cuss folk out. Don't, don't threaten. Don't intimidate. Be quiet. Because every time you open your mouth, some dumb going to come out. <laughs> Hold your peace. Be quiet. How many of you said stuff and you wish to God you could get it back? Oh, Why didn't I just keep my big mouth shut? Be quiet. Let God speak up for you. Know when to speak. Know when to listen. Don't operate on impulse. Don't let your friend tell me, I wouldn't take that if I were you. You playing right now, that's a devil talking. Sometimes that's a devil talking sideways into you. Be careful. Repeat after me. Take the high road. Say, you, know, you got to say it until you mean it. Take, Take the, high road. the high road. A little bit louder. Take, Take the, high road. the high road. Don't you ever go down to the level of folk who are low down. Because when you get down to that level, they don't know who the fool is. They don't know who the fool is. I'm confused now. Both of them looking so much like the fool that I don't know where. They, they're both crazy. Take the high road and allow God to fight your battle. Have you ever seen God fight your battle? Let me tell you, anybody know how to fight? Listen, God, can I fight you? Some of y'all think y'all know how to fight. You don't know how to fight. You let God fight your battle. Ooh, God knows how to sock him. Now, don't use God like a pit bull. Don't say sick him, God. Don't say that. <laughs> Just say, Lord, help me. Yeah. By the way, if you need to get them, then do it. You know. <laughs> Take the high road. Let the Lord fight your battle. Yes. I've had a whole lot of things come in my life. And there are some things God told me not to touch. He said, if you touch this, all you're going to do is mess yourself up. Step back, Ranta. Let me handle this. They mess with you. They mess with me. Now, what, watch what I do. 
And when God moves, all you can do is, there's a holy reverential fear. Don't take matters into your own hand. The word of God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Instead, allow God to vindicate you. God vindicate you. You can't get, convince your enemy that you're right. They're not going to believe you. don't care what you say. And a true friend don't need convincing. That's right. A true friend, they'll trust you. They'll hang on. They don't need all that convincing and all them alibis. They just pray for you and they stand with you through it. When I was in trouble one time a long time ago, I don't have time to go into it. I know y'all want to hear some of these side stories, but I ain't telling you everything now. I got some stir. I sure wish I can tell you this one. Well, I, I, will, I, will, I will tell you this one. Because y'all want to know some of these stories, don't you? I remember one time at the first church I pastored, I, was, I knew I was headed to a hellish, hellish business meeting. I was about 33, 34 at the time. And I knew it was coming. I couldn't sleep that night. I was up to about 11, 12 o'clock at night, at night before, and I was thinking, and I was planning, and I was saying, oh, God, what am I going to do? Because I, I haven't seen meetings like these folk. I, I didn't come, the churches I belong to, they didn't have meetings like this. I, I didn't know what a business meeting was until I came to San Antonio. <laughs> and I was sitting there thinking and praying, and all of a sudden, just before midnight, one of the brothers of the church, I'm not going to call his name because some of you might know him. He's not in town, by the way, so don't try to figure it out. I know some of y'all start thinking. Stop thinking. Uh, but anyway, he called me about between 11 and 12 o'clock at night. He said, Pastor Draper. I said, what? God gave me a word to give you. That time of night. I said, he did. He said, it's from the scripture. I said, what is it? I got my Bible. He said, open up. Turn to Exodus 14, 14. And it's become my life verse. And Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. I kept that verse. I, I can find that verse in there. I can... 12 o'clock at night, 1 o'clock in the morning, 10 years from now. As long as I got my mind, I know Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. And all you have to do is hold your peace. And you know what God did? God fought my battle. And I held my peace. And God took care of me and my family. And look what God has done now. In closing, absolutely no one gets through this life without experiencing rejection. This is why we should adhere to the scriptures which tells us to persevere, be courageous, remain focused, refuse to beat yourself up with 
self-destructive words because you've been rejected. Did you get that? Refuse to beat yourself up with self-destructive words because you have been rejected. Words such as, I'm not smart enough. Words like, I'm not good enough. Words like, I'm a failure. Don't you receive that. And don't you let anybody tell you that. You believe what God says about you. You are fearfully, wonderfully made. You are royal priesthood. You are, you are chosen generation. And, and, and don't, 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 don't tell yourself and don't let people tell you to quit. I'm a quitter. Because you act out what you say you are. The scripture says in Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Romans 5, 3 and 4 says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Joshua 1, 9 also says, as I conclude, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid when rejected, nor be dismayed when rejected. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the Lord my God is with me wherever I go. So when I go through rejections, rejection and all these things, I take comfort in knowing that the Lord is with me. I have his presence and the blessed assurance of knowing I have his presence. Presence helped me to deal with rejection in a way that blesses and pleases and glorifies my Lord and my God. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this word. It's a word that, that's needed in the times in which we live. There are, there are church members who get rejected by other church members. You got people in some churches got clicks and can't nobody else get in. Children being rejected by bullies. Employees being rejected by their Supervisors, people being rejected in military life in so many ways. Lord, restore the, the years that the locusts have eaten. Give these who are under my voice, my radio and television, a new beginning. Help them to know that you are at work even when they don't understand. Help them to know that, that they have the assurance of your presence even through times of rejections, misunderstanding, and uncertainty. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said, Jesus came unto his own, and his own received him not. Now listen to me close. I want you all to look at me now. Just look at me. Now, 
Y'all know that was bad for Jesus' siblings to, to reject him. The religious leaders rejected him. The Jewish people rejected him. And yet, he carried on with the mission that God assigned him to do. You know something? For, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoso believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Jesus is available to you, and we're saying, come to Jesus now. And you know what some of you are going to do right now? Some of you are going to have the audacity after hearing this message to reject the invitation. To reject Jesus. To reject receiving him now. Oh, I heard the gospel. I heard the message on rejection. And I know what the word says. He came unto his own But I'm here and I've heard the word and then I sit even knowing the truth will set me free and I sit and reject God in his face. The word of God says the day you hear my voice harden not your heart. God's been too good to you for you to walk out of here like you came presuming on a tomorrow that may not come If you were to die tonight, how would that affect your decision right now? It's a dangerous thing to hear the word of God and then you procrastinate and you leave here presuming as if you have a tomorrow. And many have gone to hell with the best of intentions. You come to Jesus now. Walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.